Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I'm your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, and uh, it is a pleasure to talk to you on this Sunday morning. It is Sunday. It is not Sunday morning. I'm looking at the at the time here now. 13, 13. What does that mean? 13, 13. Angel numbers. That's the time. It's 13 minutes past one. Angel numbers, numerology, 1313. What does this mean, guys? What does my angel number mean? Oh, my God. Okay, what is this? If you've been struggling for a long time, angel number 1313 is an indication that things are about to become better. Yes! Your prayers have been answered by the cosmos, and the hard times will soon be a thing of the past. Oh, my God, this is fucking brilliant news. You have the protection of angels, so don't be scared to take the next step. I won't. I will not be scared. Be not afraid. I go before you always. If you're tuning in right now and this is the very first time you've ever listened to this episode, I am not, you know, one of these evangelist uh, types that are mad into this kind of crap. But I do like a bit of numerology. And, And come here. That's a bit of good news. And there is a plot, a plot full of bad news just in every garden on this planet at the moment. So take the good news, put it into a pipe, or roll it into uh, a, a, you know, a Rizla paper, roach it up, spark it up and inhale it deep. Because fuck it, lads, you have to take a bit of good news when you get it. And uh, things are about to change for me by all accounts. Thank you, 1313. And at the time I had to talk about that, it has now turned to 1314. This podcast is brought to you by my own Patreon. (laughs) Um, You will find a link in the bio to my Patreon if you like my podcast and you would like to support me. And by God, do I need the support. You can come on to my Patreon for as little as five or a week, five or a week, five or a month. So for the, yeah, for the price of a pint, pint in my local now is five euro, five euro for a pint. So if you want to buy me a pint, you can do so by coming onto my Patreon and uh, subscribing and you get early access to the podcast and uh, if you want to pay a little bit more, um, you actually get new podcasts. Then if you want to pay a little bit more to that, you can actually get onto the podcast. It's all what you can afford. And if you can't afford anything, well then that's fair enough too because I'm just happy that you're listening. <sighs> yeah, and I did get a good few nice messages last week as well. For for last week's episode, which was brought, which I which I recorded on a Sunday, and I recorded it last Sunday because, um, just the weeks are flying at the moment, and I find that I have no time during the week for for podcast prep or for for guests even, and uh, yeah, Sundays are my kind of day off, and I'm like, yeah, let's just do it on a Sunday for the next while because it's easier for me to do it on a Sunday. What's going on with everybody out there, lads? I don't know. What's going on in the world at the moment? And uh, The big news uh, where I'm coming from, if you're looking on my Instagram stories at the moment, is I'm seeing a load of people at Garth Brooks. 
Garth Brooks is playing five sold out shows in Ireland this weekend and the country has gone positively fucking lula for country and western music and I do I must say I do enjoy a bit of Garth Brooks but it's just uh, it's just too expensive to go like it's just too expensive when when I'm not a, a lunatic for his Munich music um and like if you just want to go now it's going to like about 100 quid for a ticket or something like that and then probably another 200 for a fucking hotel and then you know 100 to get up and get down and whatever mode of transport you're taking and um yeah you're talking about 400 and then that's before you have a drink you know or have a bite to eat so you're talking probably five six hundred quid to hear a fella singing you know to hear a multi-millionaire singing standing outside the fire <laughs> it's easy for you to stand outside the fire man you've got plenty of money uh, life is not tried it is merely survived if you're standing outside the fire he has inspired manny's the 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 person to you know give up their day job and to stand outside the fire and fucking play music for a living and those poor souls now are fucked because they've no trade they were listening to Gart Brooks and they were like Gart look at him he's doing it but uh, now look at me I can barely get a gig in my local fucking pub and I'm now on the dole yeah that's just the way it is that's Gart Brooks he's gone mad the Queen died the Queen of England died I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on I have a few opinions on that um. But at the end of the day, she is a 96-year-old woman. She herself um, was probably a good, strong woman. And I hope she rests in peace. There is no football, though, because of her death. And I think that's a bit of a disgrace, like the fact that they've cancelled the football. But that is because, uh, apparently, <laughs> when she died, uh, Shamrock Rovers were playing a soccer match and, were s- and their fans were singing, Lizzie's in a box, in a box, Lizzie's in a box. And the author- uh, the football authorities <laughs> in England heard this and they were like, OK, this is a risk we're not willing to take. Let's cancel all of our football matches for this weekend because there are parts of England that are notoriously non-conforming with the monarch or, you know, anti-monarch. Like the, the city of Liverpool is a, is a big, you know, like kind of stalwart uh, crowd that just you know they're anti-monarch and uh, they were afraid that this would spill out and uh, go and go across the globe and the monarch is worth millions and millions and millions and millions and millions to the english economy so they need to keep it intact but anyway the queen's dead and uh, that's enough about that uh, football has been cancelled the coco club this week was off the fucking richter scale busy fl- we were sold out again on thursday and on friday and on saturday if you're listening to this podcast and you come to the coco club or you're coming to the coco club please please message me before you come i'm not there every night i know it's my comedy club um for l- like for example last night two friends had uh, arrived to come to it and had sent me a photograph of them sitting at the table uh, waiting for the, for the gig to start and I was in Limerick last night I was in a comedy club in Limerick called Mike Drop Comedy in Limerick Head. it's a story fine really cool underground um, comedy club in the commercial it used to be a hotel in the 1970s 1980s it's now kind of a, a three story boutique bar and uh, underground, they have this little comedy club called Mike Drop. <coughs> and I was um, I was closing their show last night. Just take a little sip of this. And I didn't get home till really, really late. But uh, that's why you could probably that's why you probably know it's thirteen thirteen. It's like yeah, I was saying good morning to you, but I'm actually not not up that long. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, if you're coming to Coco Club, 
please make sure that I'm on. If you're coming to see me anyway, do you know what I mean? Please make sure that I'm that I'm on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm there most weeks. Um, and like this week I was there Thursday and Friday, but I wasn't there Saturday. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is if you're coming to the club and you want to see me, please get in contact before you call because I can't guarantee I'll be there. And the two guys that had gone to see me last night were very pissed off. Um, but anyway, do you know what? I have their money now. <laughs> I give that, you know, I, I, I'll give it back. <laughs> uh, Limerick is a, Limerick's a, Limerick's a, oh, did a good gig now in Limerick yesterday, right? I think Limerick are, there's a fucking hard Irish element to, Eng- to to Limerick people. There really is. Um, there's a fierce decency in them. I'm talking. I'm generalizing here now. I'm generalizing. Fierce decency, but there's a hardness to them. There's a pure. And still, I got the Angela Zash's vibes in Limerick. You know, bar the main street. I think their main street is called O'Connell Street as well. Um, I drove through it last night looking for a bag of chips after the gig. Everything is shut down now. All the fucking McDonald's and Burger Kings are shut down now at like half eleven. I did find a chipper, all right. Um, but like, what's the story with these fucking massive franchises that they're not open when people are looking for bags of chips late at night? Do you know what I mean? They're making so much money off us now that they're like, you know, let's just close down. Let's just close down when it suits us. We have enough money. We don't want to put security on the doors. I don't know why they're they're owned by Russians or Eastern European gangsters, but uh, in my head, they were just there. But, um, yeah, Limerick, you're a lady. I did a great great show there last night. Uh, packed out, packed out room, and, uh, yeah, I'd love to go back there again uh, next year. It's really, really cool room. I must get in contact with the owners and see if I can... Um, See if I can put in one of my tour dates there. I really would love to do a tour date there. It's such a cool show. Such a cool venue. Um, one thing I want to talk about, guys, is saunas. I don't know, have I talked much about the sauna, but I've been going for saunas there recently. Uh, again, pre-pandemic, I was going for a sauna every day. Every single day. Um, and they're just so... I fi- Like, I actually feel my mood elevated before, during, and after now, in a way that was hard to um, was hard to, to 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 contrive or to fucking to, to it was just difficult to to keep the, the the bright side out all the time, you know. And I'm not saying that it's easier now, but the saunas or something about the sauna for me, it gets deep into your skin. There's heat going right into your bones, right into your body, and you're sweating out all the toxins that you're carrying. That you know. No, they, they're a filthy place as well, I have to say. They're a filthy place. I would not like to have to lie on the ground underneath uh, underneath where all the sweat puddle piles up in puddles. But, um, yeah, I am enjoying. I'm enjoying getting back into that. And it's, um, for me, my knee is in bits at the moment. I fucking hurt my knee there about, about a month ago. I'm going for an MRI next week. And... Um, I can't exercise. Not that I was a big exerciser, but I hadn't. I joined a gym about two weeks before I hurt my fucking knee, with the intention of trying to get a bit fit. And uh, then I, I hurt my knee in the most traditional and Irish way possible. I was fucking tending to my potatoes. I think I said this in a podcast recently. And I turned around, got up and turned around, like I've done millions of times in my life, and mm, something happened to my knee. And uh, it got progressively worse, and now I'm limping quite badly. And uh, yeah, went for physio, and the physio said, you need to get an MRI. Uh, So I'm getting an MRI next week. I'm going to find out what is 
happening with my knee. Anyway, let's move on. Trending topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trending Topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. This week, I just picked out three, one at the top, one at the middle, and one at the bottom. I have done them literally, literally before this podcast. I have written them. They're on a piece of paper here in front of me. I don't know why these people or what this thing is trending for. I'm just writing that. Well, sometimes I do, um, but that's just like vague knowledge i don't have any deep knowledge in any of this the first one that's trending is a guy called jordan peterson jordan peterson guys i don't know if any of you know who he is but he is kind of like a right wing psychologist um who has some very uh, controversial opinions on things like uh transgender and um you know just like kind of you know he like the he he, he refuses to um to acknowledge pronouns like she he and he him he them or they they them to be honest i'm a bit confused by the whole thing but i just think if anybody you know my my take my take on transgender right is if somebody wants to fucking be whatever they want to be as long as they don't hurt anybody let them fucking off what business is it of anybody else's so if there's a man out there uh, born a man but feels like he's a woman wants to trans yeah uh, wants to tr- what is it like i can't think of the, the the trans what is it when you transfer is it or transition transition uh, and wants to transition um you know what well, let him off let her off so what makes fucking no difference but anyway he's he's an interesting character much and all as he's got really negative things to say i think like everybody else there's there's you know you don't just judge a book completely by the first chapter you know there's more to it and i think he's got a lot of interesting things to say jordan peterson he was trending at the moment i know why he's trending he's trending because he was in a photograph with cristiano ronaldo the famous the famous <laughs> the famous soccer player you know th- that guy the uh, Christy Ronaldo so they are in a photograph so there's obviously some controversy about that photograph um, and this is trending today on the 11th of September this podcast is coming out tomorrow on the 12th of September so you can fucking tune in and you can have a look at it it will still be trending or it'll still be topical by the time you hear this podcast uh, also trending it was Croke Park, right? Croke Park is trending. I've already touched on this. Garth Brooks is playing five concerts this weekend um, above in Croke Park. And I've been watching lots of people's stories. People are having the time of their lives. And I applaud it. I applaud celebration. I applaud the crack. I applaud fucking enthusiastic fun. I really do. I love it. I love that. Um, I love that people are having a good time. But... I don't like that there's no hurling and football being played in Croke Park at this time of the year. Um, the whole hurling and football season ended about six or eight weeks ago. I think it ended in just before August or just at the very start of August. And it's it's bleak for me. It's bleak for me, for, for, for me, myself and I, if you're a hurling and football fanatic like I am. There's no matches, there's no inter-county matches, there's no semi-finals in August, there's no finals in September. And this is the first time in my life, bar when we had the, the lockdown and they were pl- the All-Irelands were played in, in uh, December. It's the first time in my life that this hasn't happened and I don't like it. I don't like it, I don't, f- I don't enjoy it. I miss it. I miss the, 
the showcasing it. I miss the build up. I miss the anticipation. I feel in the middle of the summer where it was on this year. There's too much going on in the middle of the summer. Fucking hell above tonight. When you've got your kids off from school, when you're, you know, trying to squeeze in as as much family time while the while the while the days are long and the weather is good, you don't have time um, to to really soak in the matches as much as as you do in September when they're gone back to school and things are settling down and routines are back in place. It's like the introduction to the winter. Like the football is on the third week of September and, and the hurling was the first week of September. This is traditional, you know. And um, I miss it. I miss it. So, um, yeah, that's... I, 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 I'm assuming Croke Park is trending because of Garth Brooks. But... My opinions of Croke Park, like fair play to Garth Brooks. Look, fuck it, he's a great man. God bless him, he's off his singing. But couldn't couldn't he do fucking the same gigs in in Parky Cueve this weekend? You know, I don't know. It's I think I I feel, I think th- I think the GA as a community, at its grassroots, it's still so beautiful. But I think at the top, money is playing too much of a problem. And when money is playing a problem, and there's no one getting paid, well, there's no one overtly getting paid. You have to ask where all this money is going. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, it's going back into the grassroots. And it is, a lot of it is going back into the grassroots. But when decisions are being made to facilitate, you know, like we had the same thing this year in in Parky Cueve when Ed Sheeran was playing. And the fucking Cork couldn't play, uh, Cork could not play uh, Kerry in Parky Cueve because of a concert. Um, now, we played them in Parky Ring, which is our second pitch, and we still couldn't fill that place. But that's beside the fucking point, you know. If our team was successful, if Cork, like in like in the ni- the late eighties or the early nineties when Cork football was in its zenith, um, that you know Parky Cueve would have been full two times over. So I don't know. All right, that's Jordan Peterson. That's Croke Park. Luxembourg is twinning. Is twinning. <laughs> Luxembourg is twinning, everybody. If you want to, if you want to have a look at Luxembourg, it's twinning. I don't know what the fuck Luxembourg is twin is twinning for. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do I know about Luxembourg? Not a whole pile. I don't know a whole pile about Luxembourg. Um, I know that it's a really small country. I know that it's in the middle of Europe. As f- I, I, I think they're like Ireland in terms of um the fact that they're neutral whatever neutrality means these days like do you know what i mean <laughs> do you think if somebody invades europe like that they're just going to fucking you know let's say putin invades europe right takes over italy takes over france takes over spain takes over germany and then it's like there's this small little place in the middle luxembourg and they're like yeah do you know what we will leave luxembourg do their own thing they are neutral <laughs> Even though that was a kind of a German accent there now, isn't it? Maybe uh, Germany's going to take over again. Who knows? It's all fucking up in the air anyway. But, um, yeah. So, that concludes the trending topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. <coughs> and I want to talk this week on the podcast about um, about potatoes. I'm going to start off with potatoes, right? Because yesterday, I finished off digging up my potatoes out in my backyard. I've been harvesting them there now for the last three or four weeks and uh, have a nice little plot out the back. It's not massive. Uh, some of the potatoes came up. I had different um, strains planted, so some were early, some were mid-season and some were late-season. And I got the um, I got the late-season ones. I harvested the late-season ones, ye- late ones yesterday. And uh, 
our childminder was off yesterday. She was at Garth Brooks, would you believe? So I was, even though I was working last night, I was minding the boys all day yesterday. And um, we were having great crack. And I knew that I had to get these up because the rain is forecasted today. It's heavy, heavy rain forecasted in, in, in Ireland today. There's a yellow warning. Yellow warning. Does that mean it's going to be pissy rain? The rain is going to be all urine on top of us. So I, I said, fuck it, I better get these spuds up out of the ground. And um, because... The weather is also getting colder and darker and wet. And also, my knee is sore. I fucking, yeah, I just said, look, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get this done. So, put on some cartoons for Harvey and um, he and, uh, and and for Hunter. But I both put clothes on them and I told him, I'm, and like, proper, like, shoes and whatnot. And, you know, outdoor garments on them. And I said, lads, I'm going out there to pick up the spots. And you can come out and you can join me if you want to. You can watch the cartoons if you want to. It's up to your fucking selves. I don't mind. The gate is locked. This is what I'm doing. So I went away up anyway. And when I had planted these potatoes, a big thing for me was I wanted to show Harvey, right? I wanted to show Harvey how you can plant something, how you can feed it, watch it grow, feed it, watch it grow. And then you can, when the time is right, you can put your hands deep into the soil and fucking pick out food that you can bring into your kitchen wash cook and eat i just wanted him to know where food how food is how how easy food can be you know because a lot of kids don't they don't know this they're like fucking they just assume that you go into tesco you go into super value and that's where potatoes are they come in a plastic bag you know so this is something i wanted to do with harvey and we, i had done it with the earlier potatoes and we had been going out and we've been talking about it and he talked about it in school and very excited um but he's still only five and um you know the allure of that or watching cartoons was um yeah you know cartoons are always going to win there so he stayed in and watched cartoons but little did I know that little Hunter my three year old came out and was usually interested in the old cartoons but came out and he was standing beside me and I was showing him and I was plucking the potatoes out and the next thing he was fucking neck deep in shit putting his hands into the soil and picking out these beautiful fucking gorgeous homegrown organic spuds you know and I pick them out and I'd you'd uh, like sometimes you'd, you'd lift up a little sod and there could be 12 sp- and there's some and the, there is something absolutely beautiful about seeing f- you know seeing food you have grown develop and knowing that oh my god I can bring this into my kitchen I can cook this I can make I can nourish my body my family's bodies with this you know amazing food Right, so we were plucking them out anyway, and we didn't have much. We didn't have much uh, uh, to to do now. There was only a small little plot left, but it was a really, really wholesome, beautiful thing. And and Hunter's only just turned three, and you know he's still formulating sentences. He, he doesn't have a you know a full grasp of language yet, but like every day he's getting better and better. And since he started school, he's his sentences are becoming longer, and he's you know he's able to express himself a little bit better. So there was um you know there was some beautiful moments, and it was lovely. But what I was noticing, like when I was taking out the potatoes, we'll say you know maybe one out of every twenty had a little bit of green on it or it hadn't developed properly and um you know it was it was spoiled for some reason hadn't got enough nutrients and you just know by the 
by the look of it that it's it, you know that it, that, it, that it wasn't ripe and that it wasn't you know it wasn't available to eat you shouldn't eat it so i kind of would fuck them over into the ditch and i came across maybe six five or six of those um as i was plucking them out and it got me to think about the famine the irish potato famine and uh as i was doing it and i was like can you imagine the famine like and what it was like for the farmers when all they had all they had was a little patch probably the same little sized patch like the amount of potatoes that i have taken out of my patch guys are going to do this family till christmas now i think that's incredible you know now we don't eat potatoes every day i will say that you know but and literally what we've been making from it is soup um and like it's the most gorgeous delicious noelle makes the soup she puts onions into it organic onions as well i'm going to start to grow onions next um and uh it's just the most beautiful soup and we all love it here we all eat it it's all delicious but can you imagine right in 1845 if you were a man and you like you know you're married and the families back then were seven and eight and nine and ten children and you put your hand into the soil and your three and your five and your seven-year-olds are there and they're helping you harvest these potatoes and you take them out and they're black they're black i threw away like five or six of these bad bastards yesterday they were a little bit green they just hadn't developed properly that's all that they hadn't but these ones the famine ones were black the potato back then, right, it was a variety named the Irish Lumper, and it was grown almost everywhere. Um, like most of the working classes, you know, had they had very small acres of tenement farms, and the potato was the only crop that could provide, like, enough nutrients and quality when grown in, you know, in such a small space. And uh, it must have been devastating, like, it must have been absolutely dev devastating. And while this was going on, right, while the famine happened, and it happened the 1845 to 1852, so it went on for seven years, one million Irish people scattered across the globe because of this, you know? And it the, the, it, it, um, um, it first emerged, the potato blight first emerged in 1844 on the east coast of America, right? And uh, then it came over to Ireland, and at, th at the first year, like a third and half the crops were lost. And by its peak, you were losing three quarters of your crop. So I'm just looking at my small little bushel of potatoes that I got, right? And I'm saying, that's going to take us up to Christmas. And we have other food to eat as well, you know? But these poor, and these are my ancestors. They're, if you're Irish and you listen to this podcast... There is nobody really that isn't affected by the Irish. Like there's a million people, million people passed away. And we're talking about triple, triple that left because of, because of uh, the circumstances. Like people couldn't feed themselves. Yet Ireland was continuing to export food. We were owned, we were run by the crown. That's right. We were colonized at the time. And, um, like, you know, it's not that long ago. 
it's not that long ago. I mean, if you look at your grandparents when they passed away, and then look at their grandparents when they passed away, you're looking, you're probably going back maybe two, three generations. And um, people couldn't pay their rents because they had no food, they had no strength to keep, there was no jobs, you know? So there was like um, these Anglo-Irish aristocrats, kind of land gentry, and they just evicted their, ca their tenants who couldn't pay rent. Half a million people were, were evicted during the, the famine. Completely destitute. So just say you're living in a three-bedroom mid-terrace house. And you have no job, and you have no food, and you have no way to pay your rent. And a landlord would come in with a bailiff and a couple of strong men. And you and your nine or ten children are fucking kicked out onto the side of the road. And this is what happened. There were families huddled in ditches. And we were exporting food. The crown was exporting food out of the country. You know. Yeah, it was just. Like the hardship and the misery. The effects. The failure. Like we talk these days about mental health and physical health. Can you imagine the mental health of a man? Or a, or a, a like back then it was on the man. You know, the women looked after the children and did the cooking. The men went out and got the, you know, made the crust, grew the spuds, did the farming. Like large numbers of poor and working classes. They relied virtually exclusively on potatoes to feed themselves. And without them, by, I'm telling you, hunger came in. And then with hunger, you know, and starvation, people became weak and disease was rife and all these other diseases like typhus and dysentery and scurvy, dysentery, should I say. And if you're weak, you're fucked. You're killed from that. And all the while, we're sending out food from this country. We're exporting. I said emigration increased massively, and it did, like, you know, and we went to all fucking four corners of the world. We went to America, fucking Canada, all over the States, like fucking New York, New Jersey, fucking California, Massachusetts, Illinois, Texas. You know it, like. We went, and we never came back. And not only that, people went on these boats. They called them ships, coffin ships is what they were called. They fucking died on the ships. They never even got to the free land. And all the while, we were exporting food. We could have kept and helped our own. And I think we would have if that decision was our own. You know? The population of Ireland dropped 25% during the famine. Like... That's an, an enormous amount. Re like, I think the, I still, I still don't think we're up to, or actually, I think we are now. I think there was a thing there during the during the year when we had the new census, that um, we had finally reclaimed the population that we had lost, um, and it's taken us like nearly two hundred years to do it. <laughs> you know, needless people died. So. Um, yeah, it got me into that. It got me thinking into that as I was, as I had my hands in the earth with my son. 
and you know he was wearing clothes and he was you know full from his breakfast that morning and if he wanted food when we went into the kitchen you can have it son you can have whatever you want you know and it's great to be in a world where you can do that it really is (laughs) this is a comedy podcast is it (laughs) (laughs) but it is it's like you know I'm looking at the world isn't shit at the moment like fucking war is at the edge of Europe and we're fucking complaining about like fucking singers and football matches but a couple of hundred years ago there was none of that shit and there was no complaining there was fucking moaning and groaning and death and misery so I think I think it's it's important to remember the past but to appreciate and be grateful for what we have you know and with the death of the queen this week for me it's mixed feelings you know I don't like what the monarch I don't like the history of of colonialism um I don't like what the monarch represents I'm sure queen elizabeth was a was a was an, a lovely lady um you know and she herself um had nothing to do with the famine you know but i still can't um get on board with the i just can't understand irish people who are like oh my god who are into the royal family like who are into the people who oppressed this whose whose ancestors oppressed us for fucking hundreds and hundreds of years 800 years I mean, it's okay to be neighborly and to be nice, but like, you know, you don't. I wouldn't go mourning my fucking, you know, I wouldn't go mourning anyone who had treated me and my ancestors in such a terrible way. Uh, I'd be respectful, but uh, I wouldn't be mourning it. But that's just my two cents. And also, like, with the football called off, and it's Engl- that's it's it's no. <laughs> They called it all off because they were afraid, as I said this earlier on, they were afraid that there was going to be, like, a disrespect shown. But doesn't that say enough? Like, doesn't that just say what, what a totalitarian state it is, that they, they're they're quietening the maddening voices. They're quietening the voices that want to give a, a, an opinion that doesn't suit the rhetoric that they, that they, that they want. There's, like, nine or ten days mourning. I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's, it's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. And um, all the while, there was food taken out of this country. While we had men, women and children dying in the ditch. Um, (laughs) That's my Sunday podcast today, guys. I love y'all. I love fucking everyone who listens to this podcast. I appreciate all the comments. I appreciate all the mails. If If you enjoy my podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. Do all that kind of racket. Um, and uh, please if you're thinking about the Patreon just fucking think no longer sign up sign up Uh, I'll see you back next week or I will probably I might see you or I mightn't see you but I will definitely be back next week Uh, much love to y'all Sheen Athena Fall Hello ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I'm your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, and uh, it is a pleasure to talk to you on this Sunday morning. It 